Today, we're diving into the world of threads, the latest social media app brought to you by Mark Zuckerberg that's making waves with a record-breaking 100 million users in just the first five days of existence. I'm going to be talking about the launch, the initial response, and what it means for brands and individuals. And we're also going to dive into the battle of the two billionaires and what the future of threads really is. Is it just hype or is it the next big thing in social media? Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to a Rocky Mountain Marketing Quick Cast. These bite-sized episodes are released every Thursday and are going to give you the latest news and tips in the world of social media that are happening right now. Let's dive into today's Quick Cast episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, we're going to be diving into the world of threads, which is the newest social media app that's been making waves in the digital space. In just five days since its launch, Threads has already attracted a record-breaking 100 million users. So let's dive right in. Threads was launched by Meta, which as you may or may not know, is owned by the one and only Mark Zuckerberg. It's a company that honestly has been through some challenging quarters slash years due to their questionable decisions as of late, like going all in on the metaverse and then trying to take out TikTok. Now they are in risk averse mode. They don't want to mess with anything and try and see if they can overtake another social media company. The launch of Threads has come out. And with Threads, this app is designed to automatically populate under your Instagram account, making the barrier to entry even lower. And so far, the initial response to Threads has been enthusiastic. But really, the platform's future remains uncertain. It seems that everybody wants to do something different with their Threads account. Some want it to replace Twitter, while others just want to have it be a fun place. In fact, my very first post on Threads was, I think Threads is here to cure everybody's social media burnout. Not everyone was made for video. And the reason why I posted that is because yours truly, I don't feel as though I am made to constantly be be producing video after video after video and always be on. It's hard to always be on. Sometimes it's really nice just to type a message out, to put some text out there that your audience, that your community can resonate with. And this kind of is what Twitter was, but Now, if it's been a while since you've been on Twitter, there's Twitter audios are also known as Twitter spaces. So these are live audio rooms, very similar to Clubhouse. These Twitter spaces uh, are really what I think kind of gave Twitter a whole resurgence over the past three years. Uh, Their embracing of the metaverse and NFTs last year really helped Twitter take speed again. And I think that everyone wanted to say Twitter was dead. And then the certain billionaire, which we'll get into later, purchased it. So why would Threads, why would Mark Zuckerberg want to replace Twitter? Something that 
so many people have turned away from because of the the trolling and the hate and all the politics and why would why would mark zuckerberg want to infringe on something that so many people have written off and this is where i think that meta's challenge is to clearly differentiate themselves differentiate threads from the rest of its platform suite and ensure that it's relevant to a large enough user base I really don't think, interestingly, I don't think that Meta really thought this all the way through. This is my personal opinion. I think that they wanted to get something out there to compete with another billionaire, the billionaire that owns Twitter. And I think that they rushed out the release. It is extremely basic and basic features such as search, hashtag, direct messaging, or even different feeds, like a following feed, it's all missing. And it, it honestly, it seems like they prioritized stealing Twitter users before really <laughs> figuring out what the true vision of the platform is. I do want to talk about this other billionaire. The, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Elon Musk bought Twitter in 2022 and it was kind of a, you know, is he going to buy it? Is he not going to buy it? It was a threat that he was going to because he thought he could run it better. And now he's promised all these different things. And really, I was very active on Twitter for a while. And when I was using Twitter back in 2022, it's because I was very into the NFTs, the Web3 world. And that was where all the conversations were happening. I loved the audio feature of Twitter Spaces. I as you all know, I love audio and being able to connect with people through the power of sound. I think that it has incredible power, but lately it seems like they're just starting to look like all the other platforms. And again, the trolls are coming out. And with Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk going head to head, if you have not picked up uh, I was going to say a newspaper, but I can't even remember the last time I picked up a newspaper. But I was going to say, if you haven't read the news lately, um, they're going head to head. They're throwing a lot of mean sayings and words and fighting words at each other. Apparently, they actually do want to have a physical fight. I don't know. It seems ridiculous to me, but it's honestly, it's a bit depressing in an ethical and existential way. After nearly a decade of you know, Mark Zuckerberg really making a lot of mistakes with, we'll just point out the election interference, all of the problems that happened with the election a few years ago. It's, it's really kind of interesting to see so many people celebrating Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, and Mark, Mark Zuckerberg has problems, but really is Elon Musk any better? And why do we trust Mark Zuckerberg to do any better? You know, with everything that he's been doing from stealing TikTok, trying to steal TikTok, to going all in on the metaverse, to now trying to go head to head with Elon Musk. I think I speak for all of us when we say, what's what's the goal here, Zuck? <laughs> and, and despite all these concerns, I do think that there is a silver lining for brands and creators who are open to experimenting with threads. If you prefer publishing words, to video, I think it's kind of fun. I think that you can really get a lot out there just by taking a few minutes to add a comment. 
it, these, these don't need to be thought out, you know, and, and honestly, there's already been quote unquote threads experts. The platform at the time of this recording is not even a week old. There's no threads experts. We're all just kind of blindly finding our way through here. And as I said, it is such a basic platform right now. There's so much that is missing. And honestly, I love it. I love how simplistic it is. It makes me feel like I'm on social media again, and it is 2007. I'm just writing a message and putting it out there to see who wants to connect with it. So I think that with if you go in with that mindset of, I just want to put words out there. This is not a photo or video platform. It is a text first platform. Can you post video? Yes, you can post up to five minutes of video. Can you post pictures? Yes. But the posts that I've seen that have really been doing well are text-based. People just asking questions and trying to connect with one another. And I think that if you want to incorporate threads into your strategy, spend 15, 30 minutes a day on the app for the next week or so and see how it goes. I think that if you do around three to four posts a day, that is enough content that you need to create. But what really, where the magic happens is by engaging with accounts that matter to your target audience and use the quote or the share function on your threads account from other people and add your two cents to it. I really think that the threads launch strategy is uh, unique. They've set themselves apart from other platforms. What they do is it, it automatically connects you to your existing Instagram followers, literally sends all the push notifications that you could ever dream of. But by connecting you with your Instagram followers, I think I have like 7,000 Instagram followers. Anyone now that signs up for threads will now follow my threads account. This has been the, the, the fastest and the easiest social media following I've ever had to grow because every time someone signs up, they're already following me on my threads account. So if you have a hundred thousand followers, you're going to have like a hundred, you know, maybe 10,000 followers the second you sign up. So this is where it, it does make it very easy to grow on this new platform because it is connected to your Instagram account. I also think that this really makes the excitement over having a threads account better than Twitter because you sign up for it. You don't even need to publish anything. And all of a sudden you have followers. Whereas with Twitter, you actually have to grow your following. You have to build from ground zero. And I don't, I don't want you to think that threads is a significant early adopter advantage. I mean, unlike other platforms that were building their social media network from scratch, threads comes with that pre-built network from Instagram. So the opportunity seems the best for users who already have a large following on Instagram. All right. And I do want to quickly talk about the different personal, my, my personal experiences with threads so far. So far, so far right now, the platform really feels like a merger <laughs> for lack of a better word between Twitter and Instagram. It, by combining these short form writings, there are these quips, these questions with the Instagram crowd. It's really an opportunity to show a different side of yourself aside that, you know, we've had to be so camera ready with Instagram. 
by being able to share this unpolished thoughts, real-time experiences, it allows people to be a part of the moment. I think that I, I recently did a, a thread and I misspelled like so many things and had a random, instead of doing a period, I did like a random B, but I published it and there it was. There's no editing. It is what it is. People can see my typos. So this is where that real-time experience is there. And I do want you to remember too, that your, your content on threads, you need to be strategic with it. You provide some sort of value to your audience. Your thoughts are, you know, going to be a difference maker if you if you provide value to the people that are following you on thread. So it's important to strike a balance between being authentic and providing value. If you're a social media manager, you can't schedule any of your threads at this time. If everything on threads is connected specifically to your one account. So my threads account, even though I manage dozens of social media accounts, my, me and my agency, I can only access my own personal threads account. So the person that's opening it up is going to have access to that threads account. And it's going to be hard for you to log in. There's no desktop. So keep that in mind. There's no scheduling as a social media manager. It's going to be extremely difficult, but I do think all that is going to change. Again, remember we are in the infancy of threads and it's, Looking into the future, if I had a crystal ball, man, I would have been picking those lotto numbers a long time ago. But if I were to look into the future, I can't tell you whether or not threads will succeed. I, there's already lawsuits from Twitter <laughs> coming. Um, I There's already a cease and desist from Elon Musk about threads. And I, and I don't think that they're going to slow down the platform in any significant way. I'm optimistic that threads will have that staying power, but I was optimistic about Clubhouse too. I think that right now the timing is perfect for threads. They're connected to Instagram. So people are seeing those instant gratifications of followers and likes and the metrics. They're already coming because we're, you're, you have that built-in audience. So it'll be interesting to see if people can keep up with it, if it does get politicized. Again, at the time of this recording, you know, the, the head of Instagram said that they do want to keep politics and news off of threads. And that's something that Twitter has built itself around. So it'll be interesting to see what's to come from it. I think it's too early to tell, and it's still the early days of threads. And I don't know if we've ever really seen anything like threads that basically imports an existing audience over to a brand new platform. And if Meta does take this seriously, they can put a lot into it really fast. And I hope that they don't mess this up. I would love to see it stay the native way that it is now, the native platform, so simple. There's no DMs. It, you know, it is a text first platform. There's no search. There's no ads. I would love to see it stay this way, but I know that, you know, good old Zuck, he's got to make his money somewhere. So I do foresee there will be changes to threads coming over the next days, weeks, and months. So for now, I'm gonna be taking things pretty casually. However, I'm gonna be taking things pretty strategically as well. And I encourage you all to do the same. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley. 
or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.